0: of bramble jam podcast hi i'm brandon i love christmas
1: classic remakes i'm alonzo and i think there's a lot to be said for 1947 and this is the deck the hallmark podcast
0: Everybody, I am uh, live on 34th Street. Oh. I just found out that uh, <laughs> video background exists. I'm late to the oh, pandemic look out. game. I'm late. I'm late. I know it was all the rage, you know, two years ago. But look out,
1: Brand, brands on it. Alonzo, how are you, pal? I'm good. Even a Hallmark channel was giving you Zoom backgrounds on their on their uh, <laughs> website, and we know they're the last to latch onto anything technological. So. That's
0: how you know things were bleak. <laughs> things were bleak. Last Monday of March, Alonzo, yes. can you believe it?
1: I, I can I can and what I can't believe is that I'm as of this recording and it may all go south uh, by the time we this airs but I'm doing astonishingly well in the deck the Hallmark March Madness bracket. How many? Let me see. Uh, I'll, I'll pull it up real
0: quick because uh, the real I'm, the telltale sign is not how you are right now, but oh what well, is, yeah, no, my, my top pick is already points. Out. Okay, see that's where uh, yeah. it gets. That's where it gets no, tricky. No,
1: it's going to hurt me later. Yeah, I, I, I thought Kentucky You're was for sport. second. Look at I you! The way. I know it's crazy, right? And what, what's funny about that is that I know less than zilch about sports. I, I was literally like eh, 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 making but, my picks. But that's the beauty of
0: March Madness. It's the beauty <laughs> of March Madness because I, you know, I know things about sports. I don't watch a ton of college basketball. I usually try to watch the, uh, the, the uh, tournament games before the tournament, like the mm-hmm. conference things. And uh, then I listen to a bunch of podcasts and I think I know a lot and I fill out my bracket and I'm like, this is the year. No one's going to be me. And I'm doing so bad this year. So bad. But as of this recording, which there's going to be a whole nother slate of games before this comes out, but I can still... Uh, beat you i have a possible maximum point
1: uh, absolutely higher. i will be shocked if you do because i you know the, it's it's all super random but i just I, I i weirdly enough my of course i almost never do them my track record for this sort of thing tends to be better than my track record for picking the oscars because okay. i know i know just enough to be dangerous and so like i always get those wrong so you know what are you gonna do
0: has the oscars happened yet
1: uh it's this it's it, 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 so well, it was yeah last night Yes. Well exactly.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna say, uh looking into my crystal ball brawl, that you crushed it this year, buddy.
1: Uh, well we'll see. Well, okay. you're right.
0: join Brigle Gym Plus and Alonzo will uh share how good or bad he actually did. Uh, <laughs> why, why is oscar picks uh i think that one year you need to come out to greenville you've seen our setup for march madness me and
1: dan and, and oh the, dan. all the tvs yeah come sure. on
0: out come on and hang out we'll we'll, we'll watch some basketball together cuz
1: if there's anything i love more than watching basketball at home it's watching basketball on the other side of the country so yes i would totally make no it no it's <laughs> not just the other side of the country it's with the boys true no it's in yeah that greenville and i know y'all have a fridge full of reese's cups so you know it's uh, It's a tempting invitation. I grant
0: you. I'm gonna be late to this uh, conversation, but I'm interested to hear. I feel like, in true Hallmark fashion, we'll be late to the game. Uh, What are what are your thoughts? Have you heard the wheels or doors um, argument? You haven't heard about this. Wheels
1: or doors? No, I don't know this. It's some stupid TikTok thing. Uh, Is there more wheels or doors in the world? In In the world. I'm going to say doors, uh, but I don't I don't have the numbers in front of me, so I couldn't really commit to that. <laughs> I, I think I'm team wheels.
0: OK, I just think there's a there's a
1: look, I got I got five wheels right under me right now. Uh, that's true. You're I right. One door right here. Yeah, no. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think of because, yeah, because the thing about wheels is they tend to, uh, you know, they, they appear in groups. So, uh, yeah, no, it could go either way, really magnets how do they work well there
0: you go everybody there's your uh tiktok conversation <laughs> with the boys i think this this uh conversation has already uh de- is dead and gone and so we're just trying to uh we're just trying
1: to try to appeal to the kids here well you know
0: <laughs> what about what all right now alonzo's gonna do the latest tiktok dance go alonzo <laughs> you got it i w- i was doing um uh hurdle which is the music version of wordle mm-hmm.
1: And that there was
0: some, oh, I mean, some days great, some most days bad. Um, and there was some song that everybody seemed to know, and I didn't know this song. And apparently, it's a TikTok song, like
1: it got famous oh. on TikTok. Is it like Olivia Rodrigo or something? Don't hey, don't you? I, I, I no, no, this no shade. I Olivia just Olivia Rodrigo
0: know. is um a treasure, sure, and uh, she needs to be guarded. I don't know who this, it was some guy on a piano and apparently people, but isn't it crazy? You Nowadays, the kids just make songs famous.
1: I, you know, yeah, look, the, the kids are getting stuff off of YouTube and TikTok and, and, you know, in our day, you had to listen to the radio to find out what was going on. There's a game
0: that Dan and Panda and I have done in the past, wherever we have a relatively long road trip, we'll go on Spotify and go to the trending uh, charts that mm. isn't just like the most popular songs, but there's songs that seem to be like on the rise you know, on the rise. And yeah. we'll just give our, our opinions on them. And it's mm. it, and like it, the amount of songs that I'm just like, I don't
1: get it. I don't <laughs> get what this
0: is. I guess as far as I know, it's not music
1: every so often on, on linoleum nights, which is one of the Patreon shows for linoleum night. Dave will make me listen to like the top 20 uh, charting songs because yeah. he, it, this is a hilarious thing because my tastes tend to run to like, you know, old, easy listening. And so uh and I'm like, uh, okay, I guess that's a thing or like, oh, that's a neat sample. And I get, oh, that's the whole song then. Okay. Gotcha. You know, if uh, Delilah's not playing it, I'm not interested. <laughs>
0: that's how i tend to go delilah are you ready to talk about the 1994 miracle on 34th street oh you bet i am i'll do a little synopsis and then we'll uh we'll break it down for the people at home uh miracle on 34th Street. this version originally was released on november 18th 1994 so you know better than the, the other one i guess um and uh it went a little something like this cole's department store Get out of here with your Macy's. Don't need it. Cole's department store. Uh, they're doing their Thanksgiving parade. And the director, uh, Dory, I didn't, I didn't even realize that was her name. Um, and she is trying to figure out the Santa. They're her best. Santa's drunk, bad. And luckily, the real Santa, he's there to, to, to take the reins, literally. Um, and one thing leads to another, and he becomes Cole's Santa Claus for the holiday season. He starts doing things, crazy things that we've never heard of before, like sending people to other stores. Have you heard about this? What? What? Who would do this? Who would do this type of thing? (laughs) Um, The the competitors aren't so fond of this fella and what Coles is doing. And so there's basically a, a coup to try to take this Santa Claus down. And one night he is arrested for assaulting a man on the streets. And uh, it turns out that that uh, guy who uh, was assaulted was the Santa that he was replaced, uh, that he replaced. So, you know, lots of things at play here. And so Santa is now disgruntled, very sad. But in comes Brian. Brian is Dory's neighbor. And also he's in love with her. And also he's a lawyer who's going to defend Santa So they go, they bring Santa in, and they're trying to prove that Santa does indeed exist. What are we going to do? How do we do this? Things are looking sad. That is until Brian realizes... That's on the $1 bill, there's a little in God we trust situation. So if we can say that God exists, even though we can't see him, that we can say that Santa exists for that same very reason. The city of New York explodes, and the movie ends with, I guess, Santa making Dory and Brian get married, and they get a house. And that, my friends, was Miracle on 34th Street. The reboots. Yeah, yeah let's uh take a quick break <laughs> relax we're not there yet alonzo <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back here on deck the hallmark hello everybody welcome back uh to miracle on 34th street you know it's annoying is my mic doing that thing that's gonna be it, the, the flicker yeah How's this? Is that better? Ghost Mike. Yeah, that's better. It's a ghost mic. <laughs> is it real or is it not? Um, let's talk about this movie, Miracle on 34th Streets. Um, I'm interested to hear your opinion, obviously, but also to t- chat a little bit about the changes that you thought worked versus the changes that you think didn't work. So Alonzo, sure. I'll, I'll let you uh, uh, be... A lead, lead hitter, whatever the baseball term. Is.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I didn't see this when it came out. I think um, like I, I'm the right age where like that first wave of John Hughes movies hit me at just the right age. I was I was 16 when 16 Candles opened. You know, yeah. uh, I think it was a freshman in college when The Breakfast Club opened, and so um, you know, I I was definitely on that wavelength and 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 into his stuff. And then somewhere around Uncle Buck, I was like, okay, I think. I think I might be done. So I, I, didn't I didn't even realize this was a John Hughes joint. He wrote it,
0: yeah. Well, there
1: you go. I'm I, I learning something new every episode. <laughs> well, this was like, you know, right on the heels of Home Alone 1 and 2. And so obviously yeah. it's like, well, Christmas is working. What else you got, you know? And uh, and so, yeah, so, so he did this remake. It's... <sighs> There are elements of the original that are in here that work and that are still charming, you know, instead of the Dutch war refugee this time it's a it's a it's a deaf girl that Santa communicates with ASL and it's still a powerful scene and still you see I mean, the MVP of this movie is Mara Wilson. Let's let's be let's face it; she was like six years old, aka Matilda, <laughs> aka Matilda, aka the little girl from Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, she pl- she comes in to play Susan Walker and kills it. And like it, this is right up there with the Natalie Wood, as far as like greatest juvenile performances of all time. Uh, and Mara Wilson, now by the way, not re- mostly retired from acting, but has a very funny Twitter account and wrote a really good memoir uh, a couple of years ago that I would recommend. Um, she was at nine so- nineties con yeah the the, cool okay where all yeah, the cool yeah. kids were i could that that'd be the perfect uh yeah um so you know i i think a lot of that stuff works but i i i think they they paint themselves into too many corners like rather than have like the real macy's and gimbals we have these fictional department stores and is one gonna shut the other one down and who cares about that um th- switching it from the u.s mail to the in god we trust thing i don't think has that same oomph I would much rather a crowded courtroom of people getting excited than throngs of people in the streets of New York getting excited. That just seems like a thing you would do in a nineties movie anyway. Um, so yeah, the, the I, I don't think this has the same charm as the original, but I will say it's, it is, uh, leaps and bounds better than the early seventies made for TV remake, which was actually my first exposure to this as a kid, which is terrible. Um, which stars David Hartman who went on to become the co-host of Good Morning America, uh Jane Alexander who went on to become the uh the the head of the um uh the National Endowment for the Arts under Bill Clinton and then Sebastian Cabot who was Mr. French on Family Affair as Santa Claus. But uh this one's okay but I think it's it's still not a patch on 47. Had you is this this is the one you grew up on I guess? This is the one uh, f- funny story about this. I actually didn't see this
0: until i was dating my who would be my wife so adult i was in 1920 and uh (laughs) but i had seen bits and pieces of this because uh growing up i went to a church where the pastor would play movie clips all the time Ah, as sermon illustrations and by the way kudos not the best uh, we don't need to get it but what was impressive is if that is that he was doing this in like the early 2000s and I, I was friends with his son and I saw the amount of work that he would put into ripping movies off the TV and getting them into a digital file in the early 2000s was impressive. That's, that's so, commitment. So kudos, kudos to him for, you know, breaking the law for the sake of the gospel. Uh, but, <laughs> fair, fair use, Brad, fair Yeah, use. Fair use. Fair use. That's exactly right. Um, but so I saw bits and pieces of this movie uh, and then I finally watched it and Maybe because it was my first Miracle on 34th Street uh, uh, situation, like movie, that I saw. I didn't see the forty seventh, uh, 1947 version until last week. Um, but I loved it. And I love Matilda as well. Like, I grew up on Matilda. So, mm-hmm. you know, that works. And what's interesting is that so many of Matilda's lines in this movie feel just straight ripped from 1947. Mm-hmm. Because of the way that she talks, it like... She she feels like she's from a
1: different era. Yeah, there's a whole thing in this movie where they're really trying to keep it like they want it to be timeless even though you look at it now and it's like couldn't be more 90s. But like <laughs> she dresses Like she dresses like a young lady of 1947. Like, you know, like every day for her is school pictures, and then we're going to grandma's house because, like, just the very nice little dresses. There's a scene where, like, all the kids are showing up at the department store to see Santa, and 201, they're all wearing, like, top coats and pea coats and Burberry scarves. And, like, there's not not a Fido Dido t shirt or a acid wash jean jacket or a Bart Simpson cap in the bunch. Like, they're all dressed very very, you know, so I think they're going for a sort of old school, you know, the we're, the lawyer character looks like what a villain lawyer character would normally look <laughs> like because he's got the slick back black well, yeah. hair and the suspenders and the crisp white shirts. But you know, they're they're obviously going for that kind of retro thing thing in this movie but but it, it, it's still very 90s
0: i you know and i appreciated what they did with brian here and that he didn't just insert him his himself into the daughter's life so that he could get like there's <laughs> already, already a couple already yeah. Uh, yeah they already knew each other neighbors and stuff like that so that played a lot better um and as you know my first version of this is the "In god we trust thing uh-huh. and so i've been trying to think through which one i like better I think that the build up the realization of the in god we trust is good like when he gets the dollar he sees it and he's like oh I can use this and then mm. bringing that to the 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 judge him seeing it getting excited I felt like that build up and the realization worked a bit better than the like oh the post office is coming in and that's it Right. It felt like a nice little build up and a realization. I will say, I think I like the post office reasoning better, like yeah. it's, it because because it's Santa related, you know. Sure, it's and, like and these letters.
1: Go ahead. No, no, you're right. They they do play. They they do stage it well in terms of like beat and then beat and then you know like the thing. But I think that if you if you think about it too long, it's like okay, so if in God we trust means that anything we can't see or tangibly verify is should still be considered as fact that opens up a legal door that you don't want to open I think yeah. that it's, that's it's shady think.
0: because somebody could be like I didn't break in I'm a ghost like you, <laughs> exactly. you know
1: so the Nothing fact means anything you know the <laughs> fact that
0: the post office was Santa related like these are letters from Santa the post office says Santa is real therefore Santa is real yeah. that's a much better argument I just because I had seen 1994 before, sure the post office just felt super quick. It's like here they all come. Oh, we're gonna go help. Oh, we're gonna bring them in. That's it. We did it. Like <laughs> it was so fast. I was like, I kept, w- I kept waiting for some, like the next thing. So I, I liked the way in which they did it, but I don't like the reasoning. If that makes sense.
1: No, I, I totally get that. The other big difference for me is one of the things that I think is so charming about the 47 version is that you can come away from the end of that movie and either think, oh, well, Kris Kringle is definitely Santa Claus or Kris Kringle is definitely not Santa Claus, but he does for people and brings to their lives what the real Santa would bring them. And, and so you're, you you get to live in that space of like the movie doesn't come down on it one way or another, but it's, you know, you can, you still have that feeling of like, even if he's not the real Santa, he has, he has, been a santa for these folks and he's brought that kind of christmasy spirit uh and in this one it's pretty clear that he's santa like yeah. there, there's so much stuff that happens that only could happen if he were santa claus and then uh, you know which like also actual kind of, reindeer for instance yes and that also ties into the stuff where like in the first movie you know, yes, they, they, they do implement the policy of like sending people to other stores and all that, which is great. But in this one, they launch a national campaign where he becomes the face of the store. And it's like, I'm sorry, this movie starts at Thanksgiving. You are not launching a national ad campaign <laughs> with a guy you barely know his background between now and Christmas and then have that backfire on you. Like not, that that's such a leap of OK movie, I guess so, that the first one doesn't make you do
0: yeah no that's fair this is a 1958 version someone is saying in the chat uh i
1: well i know there was a there was like a radio version and then there might have been like an early tv version i haven't seen that one uh yeah. the the from 58 but i the, the the i did see that early 70s one and that was not good i revisited it for uh when i was doing the book research um I, the other thing is like i i i Okay. The, (laughs) around the time that you were a kid, probably I saw my first HD TV. I went into like the, there was a Sony store at one of the malls here and they were displaying all these televisions. And at first I remember thinking, ah, this looks so weird. Like everything is so bright and so like precise. And it just, it it was disconcerting for me. And then I Mm -hmm. thought, but people are going to grow up looking at these yeah. And they're going to think that's what TV looks like. This is what movies look like, you know. And, and so th- there's something about, like, what your eyes are used to. So I don't know that you'll ever see it this way just because this is your era and, and the, the moment when you were a kid and how you took in stuff. But I can spot a 90s movie like at 10 paces there's something about the way they're lit they all seem kind of smoky every the women are all wearing like brown lipstick and those like you know like (laughs) in this movie there's all those sort of those kind of shapeless overcoats but with the shoulder pads it's like the worst of the 80s trickling in i don't know i it it, that that's always that's always a big weird stand well if you
0: see kevin if you see mr McAllister's jacket it's (laughs) <laughs> Probably like that jacket is in every 90s movie somewhere. Just just look
1: for it. It's there. True. Um, the, the other funny thing here is that like, you know, you get JT Walsh, who is this brilliant character actor playing the, the mean prosecuting attorney, yeah. um, and Robert Prosky as the judge and at that point in the 90s, you would expect to see those guys in like a David Mamet movie. Like they were like very serious actors who usually did a lot of very kind of dark material. And so to see the two of them in this like goofy family movie about Santa's kind of like it's 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 interesting and a little disconcerting.
0: <laughs> We've gone almost
1: 30 years without a remake. I feel like oh, we are wow. we are due, right? Uh, you know, one would think. I, I, I'm sure somebody's trying to cook up an internet era version of uh, of what what this story would look like. Um, but you know, uh, this one obviously, you know, was a hit, and I think for a lot of people, it is their kind of their go to one. And the original one, I think, still has a, a, a following as well. I mean, I, I find a lot of times that when movies get remade. When old black and white movies get remade, it's because like TV stations would rather show it in color, you know? And so I think that plays a big part of, you know, we have a color miracle on 34th Street. I guess we're covered for a while, you know, but yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody circled back to it.
0: In the uh, in the hype uh, of a con artist miniseries, let's do a miracle <laughs> on 34th Street where Santa's actually just a con artist. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for that. I'm here yeah, for that. Inventing no, no, Santa. Enough with oh god! Enough with the true crime. I can't deal anymore. <laughs> oh, you stop it. It's great. <laughs> you love it. I'm watching uh, the Dropout. That's my that's my one. There you go. Is it good? I haven't I haven't seen it. It is actually yeah, and it's it's more about how not just that this woman like was determined to 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 become sort of. Rich and important without actually doing the work of inventing something that worked, but how like these sort of older entrenched companies were didn't understand the tech revolution and didn't want to get left behind. And so they were totally willing to buy into her nonsense oh yeah my favorite thing about her is that she changed her voice i just i love that fact about her i can't do it but christy lemire who does breakfast all day with me we've been doing it for the patreon she does a really good impersonation of it i can't i can't do it when you hear her
0: actual voice like in yeah. recordings you're like like how
1: Oh, if you just look at it's just one blood. One oh, blood. One drink. Drop. I need one, to be taken sure. One drop. <laughs> Trust me, and <'cause laughs> I have this voice. Uh it's better than Anna
0: Delvey's voice, I'll tell you that much.
1: You got the other yeah, you go, bingo. <laughs> uh
0: let's uh let's talk about Christmas spirits. Hmm. I want to um, do just a baseline, like what did he give you, but then also compare it to nineteen forty seven and the because we both said like
1: ten out of ten, this is Christmas. Yes, so. yes. Uh, I'm a little less so on this one just because I think this one gets like, I, like you don't get Albert in this one, who I really like the 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 kid who's the janitor in the first movie who likes yep. to you know be Santa Claus at like the orphanage or whatever. Um, So much of this movie is kind of given over to like corporate machinations, uh, which I've never understood in kids movies. Like kids do not care about hostile takeovers. I don't know why that's such a go-to plot for these so often. Um, But you know, again, you do get that parade and it's funny. It's it, like you said. It's not Macy's this time. It's Kohl's, but you would be forgiven for thinking it was Macy's because, like, those star-shaped balloons and the Believe campaign. Like, oh, that's they all did everything they what could. Macy's does. And so it's it it is, but it isn't. But it is. Um I would say it's a solid eight, though. There is you know the 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 the, the whole Santa land and the mall and the all the people running around. You know, in the Santa hats and stuff. Like, uh, yeah, I, I'd say eight. The New York City-based Macy's
0: department store declined any involvement with the remake, saying, "quote We feel the original stands on its own and could not be improved upon." Booyah. Thus,
1: the fictitious Coles became its replacement. I, I believe it. They not loved, not that long ago. I think for the was it like this? Well, no, this year is the seventy fifth anniversary. But like for the for one of the recent anniversaries of the movie, they put a new balloon in the parade because they're to to celebrate and it was the like the big baseball player i don't know if you noticed that balloon from the first movie but they did it in black and white
0: wow
1: I that was a very cool uh, that is cool idea
0: and then gimbals had already been out of business yeah gimbals was was already
1: history history.
0: (laughs) shoppers express that's interesting (laughs) that's interesting i it's it's i don't know i feel like today macy's would do it
1: Like, Macy's would uh, lend their name over to... uh, Well, but I think also the whole plot is about, like, oh, we have to save the department store because, you know, we're barely hanging on. uh, Maybe they don't want to... I don't think they would want people to think, oh, we're financially in trouble, you know.
0: Yeah, because we we, we don't know that. Um, Not talking about it, if we are. That's right. (laughs) A little bit less than last week. I agree with that. Last week was as christmasy as it gets this is right up there i think it's an 8.59 um in that in that ballpark okay. um, but there's something about that first one that just hits uh, all them hits all the, the points you know and the fact that it's in black and white doesn't hurt either like the christmas nostalgia black and white yeah. just, you know that all that all works
1: I'm curious because I, I know I'm, I'm dragging you into these black and white movies. And, and so have you ever seen a color film that also has like a black and white version like Mad Max Fury Road or Parasite or any of those movies where like you've seen it in color and then you go back and watch it again in black and white? Um, I mean, the, only ver- the only thing I've done it with,
0: uh, and this is a really bad example, but I've seen um, uh, It's a Wonderful Life in both
1: oof okay because, yeah that was terrible yeah. yeah because they're both
0: they're both uh, they were both on prime and so like i sure. obviously watched color because that's who i am but then i watched a black and white sex i uh,
1: look i uh, when when after parasite you know won the oscars and did the whole thing the director was like you know what i had wanted to do it in black and white and the cinematographer and i collaborated and we put together this black and white version like if you that's get true. the criterion disc, now you you get both versions so i went back and saw it again in black and white and it there's something about black and white that like on the one hand it is, you know, clearly how they made movies for a long time and it's just what movies looked like, but it also allows this certain level of kind of, it's not like dreamlike exactly, but it just, it, it, it removes it from your day to day experience because you are seeing something that is being captured in a photographic process that is not the way your eyes perceive the world. So, um, I don't know. Sometime, like, like when if they, you know, Nightmare Alley, they did one, like, for the new one. So they haven't released it on video yet. But, like, if that, when that eventual Blu ray comes out with both versions, like, look at both of them and kind of, you know, see what your eyes are seeing. And I think it might kind of open up the idea of what makes black and white so cool.
0: I'll do it. I'll do it. Oh, Hallmark, how about you just make a black and white movie? <laughs> that would actually be kind of cool. This, they, I, it, it, it would be interesting to see. Like it just put the hallmark formula, but in black and white, and just yeah.
1: what what it what it does to you or oh okay, here's here's how they could start. uh, journey to Christmas. Yeah, Journey back to Christmas. Journey back to <laughs> Christmas the uh, the the time travel CCB movie. Do they have black and white scenes in there? Our- they do not. They should do the beginning and end in black and white like was Oz so like when she's in the 40s it's black and white and then it becomes color when she beca- when she arrives in the 90s or whenever the or is whenever.
0: if i only had christmas
1: okay that no <laughs>
0: Well, but that's the
1: Wizard of Oz. I don't know if you've heard. It is, but I think that one, all prints should be destroyed. So that's actually (laughs) different. But no, I I think that would actually that would be kind of cool. And and you know, yes, do your regular version first. But then, like for the reruns, to kind of make it kind of a gimmicky thing. Hey, check this out. Do one at least partially in black and white. with, With timeless Christmas, Ron didn't do any black and white. Uh, no all the all the flashback stuff is I don't I think they they would be afraid of black and white I think that, that you know because again you and I are among the people who actively watch Hallmark movies but I think a lot of people just turn the channel on during the holidays and have it on in the background and I think if suddenly somebody looked up from the laundry they were folding or whatever and there was a black and white thing on they would either think something was wrong with their set or that they'd accidentally landed on TCM or something and they'd like change channels yeah yeah um yeah they should do it hallmark just i mean we're just giving out good ideas we've got all the ideas
0: you guys i mean and you can even do like a miracle on 34th street type of storyline like for
1: sure gosh
0: lonzo i know what we're doing this summer we're writing a movie (laughs) (laughs) i like it
1: (laughs) have you ever written anything I haven't. That's never been my my part of the pond. You know, like I I greatly admire people who do write fiction and write scripts, but it's just never been something that I I felt like I ever had any proclivity towards. But you know, I think it would be fun to collaborate with somebody on something that was super Christmasy, just as somebody who knows the tropes so well by this point and could kind of like spitball ideas of like, here's something we haven't seen, you know.
0: Let's, um, I'm listening to a, uh, uh, this is not important. Let's like crowd fund a movie and by crowd fund, <laughs> by, by crowd fund, what I mean is not monet, monetarily. Uh-huh. I, uh, I'm talking ideas. Let's throw all of our, all of our ideas into a melting pot. Alonzo and I will take them.
1: Uh, that and, wouldn't uh, be a copyright nightmare at all. No,
0: Well, no, by, 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 by it, by putting the stuff in there, you agree you're, to you're uh, releasing it to us. You're releasing yeah, okay. it to us. and we can then take it
1: (laughs) well let's see i i i would much rather devote myself to uh hopefully we can sell enough copies of i'll be home for christmas movies that there will be a a raving demand for a second volume because there's plenty more hallmark christmas movies y'all haven't reviewed yet for in (laughs) in, on 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 paper and plenty more deck the hallmark that needs to be on paper for sure
0: (laughs) um i don't know we we did we did um uh what is it? Uh not nominations, uh comparisons, uh suggestions. Oh, oh, suggestions, yes. That's yes the yes. word suggestions. <laughs> Nomin- I nominate. Um but was there anything about this one that made you think of something else as far as suggestions go? Yeah.
1: Not really. I mean, like the only what came to mind was a, a, a supremely non-Christmassy movie. Just because I think J.T. Walsh is a great actor, uh, and one of my favorite performances by him is in a movie called The Grifters, um, which I would recommend. But it's it's an R-rated film. It's very not uh, Hallmark and not Christmassy. Uh, but no, I, you know I just if you haven't seen the 1947 one yet, and you have seen this one, by all means, go back and see the original. Just watch Matilda. Just watch Why? Matilda. Why not? Every time I, I mean, it's so,
0: it's so tough to like see her and not like think about Matilda or, or, you know,
1: I have to go back and look at it again because I have to, I I saw that movie when it came out in theaters and I was, you know, a grown man. I I didn't love it. And even though like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is one of my favorites. Interesting. I love a lot of the roll doll adaptations. That one didn't do it for me, but I, I might need to. I might need to give it another. It's one. So very. Like
0: a it's very magic heavy, and who doesn't like that? Who doesn't love a little magic?
1: <laughs> and apparently, people love the Broadway musical. So, I didn't, I didn't even know it was a Broadway. There is a Broadway musical of Matilda. Yeah,
0: I'm going to make things float. My dad is a jerk. <laughs> I mean, we wrote it right here. Uh, All right, Alonzo, we're back uh, to doing our regularly scheduled program of going back and forth. So I will now take off my headphones. You will let everybody know what to watch before next week, and uh, we'll go from there.
1: Cool. Okay, this is exciting. Uh, We're we're leaving 1947, I promise, but we're still in black and white because Bran has never seen the classic 1951 Scrooge. Starring Alistair Sim as the legendary uh, Dickens protagonist. And uh, it is arguably one of the best, if not the best, of the the theatrical uh, Christmas Carol features. So that's going to be fun. We'll see you then. We do it?
0: Yes. Love it. Well, we'll be back next week. And until then, may we be the first to wish you
1: a Merry
0: Christmas.
1: Deck the Hallmark is a Bramble Jam podcast recorded live in, yeah, that Greenville, South Carolina is produced by Brandon Gray, set decor by Plum Haywood Mall. For more information on all Bramble Jam podcasts, you can go to bramblejampodcast.com. For more information on how to listen to Deck the Hallmark ad-free, you can go to Bramblejamplus.com.